Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Everybody, you are listening to the voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. I feel it's necessary to explain what I say in the morning because somebody asked me, What do you mean by that when you say that in the morning? When I say, Uh huh, it's in response to David Hollister opening the song by saying, Go ahead, Big Daddy. Go ahead. I said, Uh huh, I sure will. Then I say good morning, everybody, because I was raised that way. You're supposed to speak when you come in the room. I'm coming in y'all's room, whether it's your bedroom, the room in your house, your car, your office, you know, wherever you're at. I come in the room, I got to speak, so I say good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice, and then I got to introduce myself because as a performer, I always felt my best when I was introduced. It's, no, why would you walk out on stage and anybody introduce you? You don't, you can't get the, a round of applause. It's just, it's horrible. So I say, you are listening to the voice, one and only Steve Harvey. Come on, dig me now. Now that's old school. I got that, but that's I was once again, dig me now. Is I want you to feel what I'm about to say. That's all I'm saying. I'm, that's not a bragging thing, you know. Y'all listening to the voice, one and only Steve Harvey. Come on, dig me now. I'm just asking you to feel what I'm saying in the morning because it's part of a promise that I made to God. See, a long time ago, I told God if he allowed me to make it, that when I got there, I would tell everybody I know how I did it. And I wasn't going to shortcut it or shade him on it. I said, if you allow me to make it, if you give me the strength, the courage, the wisdom, you gave me a gift if you let me apply it. Don't destroy myself in the process. Forgive me for my sins along the way. Continue to hold and rock me when I need it. When I make it, I promise you, Lord, when I get there, I will tell everybody how I made it. Well, this started back in L.A. when I got on the radio. And uh, I was making it okay. I was doing okay. But I had to keep my promise to God. My promise was, if you allow me to make it, I'll tell everybody how I got there. I have to tell you that every day. Because if it was not for that grace and mercy, I wouldn't even be here able to fulfill my promise. Because I've done enough dirt in my life, man, to not be worthy. He could have easily walked away from me a long time ago because I had show walked away from him. See, and I didn't walk away from him once. I walked away from him a bunch of times. But guess what? He forgave me a bunch of times. He let me back a bunch of times. He gave me a second chance a bunch of times. I'm a living example of hundreds of chances. I'm telling you, man, hundreds of of chances he's given me to get it right. His forgiveness and his mercy is available for everybody. 
It's the only reason I get on this show every day. It's the only reason I have the blessings that's coming my way. It's the only way that the things that keep happening in my life, man, that I have no explanation for is because of his grace and mercy. See, anytime something good happens in my life and I can't explain it, that's usually him. He's exhibiting to me, I love you, man. He exhibits to me, remember, I'm a forgiving God, man. Remember. So when you fall, Steve, don't lay down there. Don't you lay down there. Don't you let the devil fool you that because you done made some mistakes that you ain't that you can't do it. Because everybody gonna make them. There's none perfect, no, not one. So get up, keep moving, keep pushing, step on. What you laying there for? Your daddy didn't raise you that way. Look, man, my father was just about manhood. I'm going to just tell you, my daddy never had a conversation with me about church. He beat me for not going, but, you know, a couple times, but he wasn't about that, wasn't his message. That was my mama's job. My mama taught me about being saved, about loving the Lord, about giving your life, about the, the teachings of Jesus Christ. My mama was a Sunday school teacher, so I got all of that from her. My old man ain't had none of that for me. My old man talked to me about one thing all day long, hard-working manhood. And well, you're going to get that if you don't get nothing else from me. He gave that to me, so I got it. See, so my father, you say, excuse my language, but you ain't going to sit there like no little punk up in here. You ain't, that ain't what you finna do. You finna get up and go do what you supposed to do. Now stop all that whining like some little punk and go and get to moving. That's how my father talked to me. Now I'm just telling you real. It worked for me, though. And, and before you start emailing me, that had nothing to do with homosexuality at all. It's just that was his term for a man not acting like a man. That's all it was. It, it, had, it was not a gay reference at all. I want you to understand that before you start emailing me. So my daddy wasn't calling. That was not a sexual reference for him. My father talked to us. That's what he meant. I knew exactly what he meant. He couldn't have meant nothing else. He didn't even know nothing about that. My old man clueless when it come to that right there. So... When I was getting down and feeling bad about myself, my old man, he taught me this toughness, man. He gave me this grit, this doggedness, this go to work and work hard. That's why today when God does bless me with something, he ain't got to worry about me not working hard. Because that's in me. And when I get tired, I ask that same God for strength to keep on doing so I can do the blessings he got for me. So when you ask me, how you going to do all this, Steve Harvey? I don't know. I ain't got to figure that out. All I got to do is show up with the same amount of faith I've been showing up with. God handled the rest of it. See, y'all, <laughs> hey, man, let me tell you something. I don't see how you do it. I don't either. Can, can I give you, hey, man, news flash. Let me hear, I don't see how you doing all that, Steve. You doing this, you doing that, you doing Can I tell you something? I don't either. I just wake up with the faith, man, and trusting that if he going to bless me with it, he must be going to show me a way how to get it done. See, I ain't tripping on that part. See, I, once you take yourself out the how-to business, you can go on and get with it. But see, if you're going to trip yourself out with the how-to, you can't think like God can think. You can't figure like God can figure. So now you sitting up in here going, Lord, I want this to happen for me. Then oh, I don't know how I'm going to do all that. Well, guess what? You in the way now. See, you now you in the way. Because, see, God ain't asked you to figure out how to. He said, ask and believe. 
Then he said, faith without works is dead. That's my solution. That's the concoction that I'm functioning on. See, I ask. Then I just believe that he's going to give it to me. Then I know once I believe that, faith without works is dead. That's the concoction. Now, I put all that into play. So when God start dumping these blessings on me and I don't see how I got them and you don't see how you got them and you you write about me, you don't know how I'm going to do all this. I'll tell you something. I don't know either. I ain't got to, though. All I got to do is accept the blessing, keep the faith, be willing to work and believe. God can do anything but fail. Why would God bring me this far to leave me? Why would he bring you this far to leave you? Quit tripping yourself out trying to think of the way you can make it happen. Get out the way and let God show you how it can happen and you can have something. So while I get up every morning, I have no choice. I got to get up in here and rest. When I'm running late, man, I try to plow through here. Sometimes I don't make it, man. I got to do a rerun, but I plow through here. Because, man, Steve, you're going to run out of something to say. No, I'm going to just keep thinking. Now, you can't run out of that, can you? Because you owe him that. Matter of fact, when I get through talking, I really ain't thanked him enough. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. May I have your attention, please? You're undivided is what I would prefer. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is a Monday morning. So dig this. Get with it. Be about it. <laughs> All of that. Pick your flavor. Pick your poison. Do what you do. Make it go to work. Man, you ever tried to be clever and you wasn't? Yeah, you do it all the time. You did it, man. You did a good job. Yeah, you you like clevered that. it up. You did. Yeah, that was my example. Yeah, man, trying man. to be clever, but what? You, you was really clever, sir. You like, were thank you, sir. I did my best. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. Yeah, Carla Pharrell. Hey, good morning, crew. What's up, Steve? Well, let's see if he's okay today. Hello, Junior. Good morning, up. Mm, that's what I thought. We're talking about that. We'll do that for thirty something funny. Uh, Jay, are you sick, Junior? Mm-mm. Oh. Uh, whoa, his ass up. Huh? Jay, what up, Steve? Fresh off a twenty minute weekend. I'm here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, what Steve say it? Yeah, what your boy, been, Junior. Your yeah. boy been yeah. quiet he ever since he came oh, in. You, know, Junior, you have a Jay crisis. Ain't got no strength for all this today. You have a crisis or nah, something, Junior? Nah, nah, no, I ain't no, crisis. no crisis. No, nah. felt like one. <laughs> what happened? You I invited out. Junior, uh-huh. his boy Brian, my assistant, and Will to my house mm-hmm. to participate in the country boy workout. I invited okay. them to my house. Well, okay, what is it? I'll explain it to you in a okay. minute. It's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, young boy. Young, young. Junior boy. is 39. Mm-hmm. Okay. His boy Brian is 39. Mm-hmm. Will is 50. Mm-hmm. And the country boy is 61. <laughs> Yours oh, truly. Oh. Junior moving like he's 70 today, so. <laughs> I don't know what happened out there. I tore their ass you up, did. Jay. What Look. happened, Steve? Girl, girl. <laughs> girl. I love it. I love it when he says that, yeah. Me too. Girl, listen to me. <laughs> what happened? I I just, you know, I love these brothers, man. I really do. They 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 good at their job and their craft. 
but I have tried to share with them on several occasions. Everybody always talking. These are all people who are, I will admit, are, are huge admirers of mine. You know, but they are also really, really valuable parts of my support team. And so these guys, my assistant who graduated top of the class at Morehouse, uh, Magnum, uh, whatever. Mag- you know. Magnum, come, come Magnum. here. Magnum, yeah. come here. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Junior, who writes on all my shows, his boy Brian, who is his assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, uh, who is uh, my stylist and uh, lifestyle coordinator. And am I leaving out anybody? No, that was all that was there. No, that was and all then that was it there. was me. Oh, Junior. Oh, sure. Junior, you sound. Yeah. So coming back for 30 something funny, I will explain to y'all mm-hmm. what the country boy workout you know, like he was. He's having a crisis. Yeah, and why is... Junior sound like he do today. Okay, well, we really want to hear about this, Junior. Are you going to be able Do we need to call the Yeah, well, paramedic? Will, Brian, and uh, the other dude, they not even here. <laughs> we'll be back at 32 after with something funny. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are. Time for uh, something funny. Please tell us what's wrong with Junior. Because I'm sitting right across from him, and it's hurting my heart. Well, so first of all, uh, you know, I invite these uh, different generations to my house to to work out with me. They hear about my workout and everything. So the fellas were working out with you. Yeah, you know, so I just, y'all come on over to the house, y'all. I have my trainer (laughs) set up, you know, stations. So the trainer sets up five stations in my yard. So everybody Mm -hmm. starts at at one station, and we go clockwise until you've completed all five stations. Uh, After the fifth station, you get a three-minute rest. There's a 30-second transition to get from each station to each station. So this is how it starts. It starts with... 45 seconds, go. Whatever station you're at, you have to do the workout for 45 straight seconds. Uh As intense as you can. Then he stops it. You got 30 seconds to get your body to the next station and get set up. Then he go again. 45 seconds. And you just go around till you've done five stations. After the fifth station, timer goes off, you get a three-minute rest. Oh, okay. That's a lot. Oh, okay, let me ask you this, Steve, mm-hmm. before we get too deep into it. What is the purpose of this? I mean, the purpose is to increase your health. Junior sounds so weak. It's a stamina, stamina and strength exercises. Everything is about coordination, I mean, it, certain muscle groups. Well, this is a workout that fires every muscle group in the body. Well, do they have to do it to keep their job? Or, I mean, uh-uh, is no, it just no. for fun? What, what is this? Couldn't you tell about before they went out there they couldn't do this? Yeah, Junior's <laughs> well, literally about to die in front well, of our you very know, eyes. They've all seen, you know, variations of the workout just a little bit. Unk, man, look like you be out there getting it. I said, man, it's hard. I, I done that. <laughs> I, I do ropes in my gym. I do slam uh, ball in uh, my gym. Well, Junior, you know, work. He I just, know how to lift weight. He just oh, came off the race, the, the uh, victory with Tommy uh, when he nah, ran oh, the race. He ain't got that to be in shape for that. Smoke Tommy. <laughs> no. This here? But, but I'm just saying, so you went into this. So, Junior, you want to just take it over? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, this this oh, really makes Junior. no sense. First of all, he wrong uh, for this. Are you he got crying? In his voice. <laughs> are you about to That's, cry? No, this oh, is pain. This is two-day 
old pain that set in. <laughs> this was Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Saturday morning, Saturday 8 o'clock. Will was late. Yeah, Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. And okay, I just want to say that this is wrong. First of all, when you asking people to pull a sled <laughs> for what? Oh, yes. Can I, can I just say something? Because I have, I saw them before, Steve, and I should have taken video because yes. they were very chipper. Very yeah. damn different. Well, oh, where both did of you go, Jay? Oh, oh I, I, Jay. Steve knew I wasn't going. There. Jay. No, I wasn't Jay. going. Jay. Yo, man. I have video. Before? You got before video? <laughs> no, I have video of the workout. Oh, okay, because they were very chipper, talking all Friday about where they were going and what they were doing. Yeah. And a lot of nan nan and nan nan was up in there. <laughs> but, man, let me tell you. So, okay. Okay, so let me give you an example. Okay. The first... Uh, station let's say is the ropes mm -hmm. so you do ropes oh. for 45 seconds every time you go to it it's a different rope exercise that the trainer has oh okay wow. then you go to the sled and that's pulling the sled down my yard for 45 seconds the, oh. the bed of the sled is 55 pounds and then there's 60 some pounds on top of the Sled. So it's a hundred something pounds you pull it. So did you have like snow brought in or something? <laughs> no, no, a sled's built for grass. Oh, oh, okay. Because oh, we were trying straps. to figure out how to get that motor. Nah, that's rich right there, boy. The next station is weighted is logs. Big? The weighted logs are fifty pounds. I made uh -huh. them just I made them throw the tens out the way in the twenties. Well, you had twenties, forties, and fifties you could pick from. Needless to say, they was grabbing them twenties like they was gonna go to work. Uh -huh. Steve, you're not gonna let Junior finish telling us because he was about to cry. He has the strength. First of all, the next station is the slam ball, which is 25 pounds. Steve, and then the next station is the 15. Is the 20 pound plate turn? Does it hate hurt hurt to laugh, Junior? It, it hurts to even talk about this. Wow, but but Junior. Why does Steve sound like he just... Because he do it every day. Oh, no, can, I don't. Uh, no. Steve, can I ask one question? Well, hold on, hold on. That's a misconception yeah. that I do it every mm -hmm. day. When do you do it, Uncle? I do it. I do it. That workout right there probably once a week, maybe. Can I, and I have one question to ask. Yeah. Who was the most embarrassing out there, Steve? Uh, Junior's boy, Thank Brian. Junior's Brian! Brian! Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And Brian's big. The, the biggest guy. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. On the sled, the little Asian dude was filming us. Uh -huh. <laughs> What's his name? Trent. Trent. <laughs> Trent can ball and everything. He's in social media. He's filming it with a big camera. Mm -hmm. At one point, Brian was getting filmed. And you know how you get right up on somebody and film? Uh -huh. Brian <laughs> looked at him and said, Get that camera out of my face. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's over with. Steve? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just be... Oh, we are. Uh, uh, when Brian told him to get that camera don't say it out again. his blanket black face, <laughs> that's what I knew. The workout was about over for Brian. I was wondering why Junior came in. He was huh. like, hey. he's been very Normally quiet. He's like, hey, yeah. everybody. What up, everybody? Hey, what Nothing. Up? Yeah, I ain't got the strength Today, for that. He, was like, he could barely raise his no. arm to say hello, let alone no. actually just speaking. Well, wow. Well, 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 let me tell you this. <laughs> what? Brian and Junior, after the first round, mm -hmm. <laughs> my security guard called me on my phone. 
He said, it's a lot of cars out front. You need me to come up there? And there's some people laying in the grass. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Hang in there, Junior. Coming up up next is church complaints with Reverend Motown and Deacon Junior. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's entertainment news. Beyonce at Coachella. Just call it, it Baychella, ba- because that's she what everybody what else is did. calling it. Baychella? Yeah, yeah. Baychella. Uh-huh. She, she's making history. She yeah. definitely made history. I was Mr. all in the lemonade, I have to admit. <laughs> I was in it. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Ann will also have today's <laughs> national news. But right now it is Monday. It is time for church complaints. What you got, Reverend Motown and Deacon Jr.? You're going to be able to? Yeah, you can we are uh, okay. special uh, edition. Of church complaints because our regular deacon somehow has been somewhere this weekend, obviously performing, <laughs> and he can't get here on Mondays. No, he can't. Right. <laughs> or the second reason is he has bought one of them tickets he buy <laughs> that couldn't get changed to get him here on time. Either way, we must move on. So, first time ever allowed on church complaints is the assistant deacon, Deacon Junior, who is under the weather, <laughs> due to the weather. a uh-huh. of a situation that occurred <laughs> on Saturday. Let us begin with the assistant deacon, Junior. Please forgive his youthful voice. Uh, thank you, Pastor Motown. This is a pleasure to be here this morning. Um, it's Reverend Motown. Uh, Reverend Motown, thank you, sir. Uh, first of all, the first complaint is this morning, Pastor, uh, Sister Thunderstorm Daniels, not to be confused with Stormy Daniels, <laughs> has written a 22-page book about you and her having a sleepover. She says uh, she don't get a payment by $2,000 by this Sunday. She will be selling these books by next Sunday. Is this true, Pastor? Well, (laughs) Thunderstorm can come on with the book. Because if she thinks I'm paying $2,000 for that little sleepover we had, she gots to be out her mind. Thunderstorm, what we got into was more, what new thunderstorm was really just partly cloudy. <laughs> if you think you're getting 2000 for that, you can go get to printing the book now. All right. Because if the president can't get brought down by Stormy, I sure ain't going to get brought down by Drizzle. <laughs> All right, Pastor. Mm. No problem. Uh, second complaint is, Pastor, uh, Sister Iris Copenhagen has been going to a therapist uh, to stop her habit of dipping. Oh. Um, good news is she's no longer dipping. Bad news is she is now smoking cigarettes. <laughs> she is asking the church to give her money to go back to the therapist to see if we can help her quit the smoking habit. Uh, we don't really know what to do here, Pastor. Well, Sister Iris Copenhagen, <laughs> they called her that because her dip of choice was Copenhagen dip. Mm-hmm. Now that she's on cigarettes, we don't pay for uh, <laughs> rehab at this church. 
So Sister Iris is going to change her name to Iris Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> get, get that. That's simple, ain't it? Yeah, that's that's real simple, Pastor. Yeah. I think we can do that for her. We'll just have to tell her a little of that. Uh, well, that's what we going on. With <laughs> Brother Lionel Waterford, 91, uh, he has a serious problem that is costing the church a lot of money in cleaning costs. Uh, it seems that when he gets excited over your sermons, uh, Brother Lionel Waterford uh, wets himself, yeah. uh, oh. especially when you start singing. Now, members in that area can't take the smell. They are asking if you could just uh-huh. not sing. <laughs> just don't sing. They say, you know it's about no. to happen because his eyes roll into the back of his head. Please, Pastor. No. no. Can you help you can't, with you can't stop what I do. <laughs> you know, what I, what I do is different. Uh-huh. Mm. You know, you can't, you can't mess with that. I'm powerful in that pulpit. <laughs> I drained you. <laughs> you better know. Watch out. I, I said, I drained you. We heard you, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I put on them. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, I shout the out you. <laughs> Come on. I, I praise the mm, out you. <laughs> Come, Come on. on now. Come on, Pastor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Right, Next get, issue. They ain't going to get no help on that one, then. No. Okay. Uh, Pastor, here's one that's very serious. Uh, the Deacon Board is complaining about Deacon Reggie Hammond. Uh, the, <laughs> the issue is uh, he is over collection. Reggie Hammond? Yes, sir. Well, he only proud me. Murphy. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. No, Handman, not Hammond. Handman. Oh, oh Handman. Oh, okay. Yeah, Reggie Handman. That's my favorite scene. Uh, the Go issue ahead. is he's over collection. Uh, but the problem is he's missing both thumbs. Uh, but he will not step down over carrying the collection train. Uh, he drops it damn near every time, and it's taking him up to nine hours to count all the chains. Uh, please, Pastor, ask him to step down over carrying the collection train. Money everywhere. Well, see, the good thing about having Reverend uh, Hammond with them no thumbs is he don't steal, Junior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hard to put money in your pocket, you ain't got thumbs. <laughs> so we're gonna keep him on the deacon board. I know it takes a long time to get a count, but it's always accurate. Cause he used that finger the next to the thumb and just point at the, the pointer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just point. Uh-huh. But, yeah. he, but he won't hold the tray. We can tape the tray to his hand. Is it? <laughs> well, we What's may have someone uh, join in and help him. His son <laughs> is Freddie Hammond. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, really? We're going to try to recruit uh, him to the church. And, boy, let me tell you something. Often going to go way up if we can get Freddie Hammond in here. Going to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. All right, Pastor. Uh, we do have a new member. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Curtis Anthony Mathis. He's 19. And uh, he has been caught stealing the money out the collection tray as he's been passed around. But the problem is he starts speaking and speaking in tongues while he's taking the money out the tray, but stops speaking in tongues when it leaves. We think it's a hoax, but we don't know what to do about this, Pastor. 
Well, it's going to be hard for us to do anything because Curtis Mathis' daddy is Judge Greg Mathis. <laughs> if you think I'm going to court against this hard end, you know, it, it, we will stand a chance up in there. And Greg is one of the most connected deacons uh, or judges I've ever seen. And we were, one thing about Greg Mathis, if you don't get some time, you're going to get your ass whooped. So. <laughs> We're going to stay away from that one. Let little Curtis, you know, work through his issues. Uh-huh. Let's just watch him more closely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Closer to you. Wow. I'm about to make you pee. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Oh, closer yeah. to you. I'm about to make you pee. Said I'm rain on me. Rain on you. I'm about to make Deacon Lionel P. All right, uh, coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with our national news. He did. He did. I'll have some entertainment news, Steve. (laughs) I mean, Reverend, Pastor. (laughs) You need to know your characters. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, All hail to Queen B. Wow. She did her thing at Coachella. That was so cool. Right after this, we'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All hail to the queen. Beyonce made history. Yes, Becoming the first African-American woman to headline the Coachella Music Festival. Uh, Beyonce sang the Black National Anthem, of course, lift every voice and sing. Then she played snippets from the Malcolm X speech, Who Taught You How to Hate Yourself? Uh, Beyonce was joined on stage by her husband, Jay-Z. She also did a Destiny's Child reunion with Kelly and Michelle. Her sister, Solange, was on stage with her. It was an entire family affair. Beyonce ended her epic two-hour performance, and she did not break a sweat. That girl is bad. Oh, she is. Is she, she human? Is. She, is I she know. Human? I was like, she's she not awesome. even huffing and puffing, breathing hard, nothing. Mm. She was Truly flawless. Truly flawless. My old ass was caught all up in it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. greatness. I, it was great. You were was watching greatness. Yeah. That's on entertaining stage. right there. Yes, That's you, you were watching. Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, anyway, she ended her two hour epic performance and said, Thank you, Coachella, for letting me be the first black woman to headline. Dot, yeah. dot, dot. Ain't that a B? Mm-hmm. <laughs> After some, all these years. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did the damn thing. Somebody take that Cardi B. Did you hear that part? <laughs> it was in there right at the end. Take that so did B. you see it, I Steve? I didn't hear that, Jay. No. Yeah, I saw so much of it. Um, yeah, and, you know, my daughter went. So, so great. I heard the other stuff, too. But I've seen a lot of footage. Oh, yes. Yeah, she and, did um, the- I'm going to tell you something, man. And uh, I'm really, really a music guy. Mm-hmm. I really, really am. I, I'm an, I'm not going to kid you, man. I'm an expert at music. Not playing, singing, none of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm an expert when it comes to the love of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have an emotion and affinity for music that most people don't. I listen to songs very, very differently than most people do. And I'm going to just make this statement. And I expect some pushback, you know, from people online when I say this. But I'm just going to tell you the truth. In my lifetime, and I'm 61 years old, and I have seen all of the greats. Mm -hmm. I think that Beyonce is the greatest female performer 
and the greatest living performer of our time right now. I have never seen a woman perform at the level she does. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is, she has become the equivalent to Michael Jackson's Absolutely. King of Pop. Now, she's not as globally, worldwide, as big as Michael was and doesn't have the degree of fanaticism in the fans that Michael had because he would, that what he was doing was on a whole nother. I think she would admit that. But I don't think that there's ever been a woman uh, like this woman here. And uh, she's the greatest performer I've ever seen with all around attributes when it comes to her performance, her, her choreography, and Lord have mercy, this girl can flat out sing. Sing! And if yeah. you don't think it, <laughs> you need to really, y- y'all need to quit. Anybody hating is not understanding what this woman does. This the baddest girl I've ever seen in my life, and I have seen them all. You won't get any argument, I don't think, from I anyone, I bought tickets Steve. to see them all. Yeah. I can't see it. I done, yeah. I done seen Whitney. Now, 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 now nobody can out sing Whitney. Right. Understand right. that. But right. total performance, though, I've seen Anita Baker, Sade. I've seen Rita Franklin. I've seen the Supremes. I've seen the Emotions. I've seen Tina Shaka Turner. Khan. I've yeah. seen Tina Turner. Diana Ross. I've seen Diana. the... We got to go, but you. yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and introduce yeah. Miss Ann. Ladies and gentlemen, she's here, the one and only Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody. This is Antrip with the news. Let's get to it. In an ABC TV interview, fired FBI Director James Comey says that President Trump is not mentally unfit to be president, but Comey says he is morally unfit for the office. He calls Trump a serial liar. Comey's book comes out tomorrow. It's called A Higher Loyalty. Meanwhile, the president says that Comey will go down as the Quote, worst FBI director in history. He also calls Comey a liar. Protesters demonstrate outside of a Starbucks in Philadelphia on Sunday. They say they intend to show up again today because over the weekend, one of the workers there called the cops on two black men who were simply waiting for a friend because they hadn't purchased anything. The friend, who was white, arrived and wanted to know why his friends were cuffed. Witnesses say they didn't do anything. Black guys sitting here meeting? Well, what did they do? What did they do? Did someone tell me what they did? They didn't do anything. I saw the entire thing. They didn't what did they do? They didn't do anything. So, a lot of Starbucks regulars say they've seen other people in the coffee shop sitting there without buying anything, maybe just using the Wi-Fi, but they were never arrested. And now Starbucks CEO Kevin Johnson says he wants to apologize personally to the two black men who were arrested. And in a statement says, quote, Starbucks stands firmly against discrimination or racial profiling. In a suburb outside Detroit, police say a middle-aged white man currently free on bail after shooting at a black teenager who simply knocked on his door to ask for directions because he'd missed his bus. Former First Lady Barbara Bush said to be in failing health. They say congestive heart failure uh, and not seeking any more medical treatment. Of course, she was the wife of one president and the mother of another. She's reportedly now only interested in, quote, comfort care. The former First Lady, 92 years old. Tens of thousands of South Africans paid their last respects to Winnie Madikizela Mandela on Saturday. She was praised as the uncompromising mother of the nation, but the speakers expressed a mixture of hurt feelings, resentments, and love. As she said in her lifetime, I am the product of the masses of my country and the product of my enemy. Some of those who sold out to the regime are here. And what is funny, Mama, is that they are crying the loudest, more than all of us who cared for you. What she left us with is the spirit to fight for what we want as women. I respect her and love her. Rest in peace, Mama. 
Rest in peace. At the weekend box office, the movie Rampage was number one, bringing in $34.5 million. I rescued George when he was two years old. Last night, George was seven feet and weighed 500 pounds. This morning, he's nine feet pushing 1,000. George didn't ask for this. They're going to put him down. That's not happening. Uh, that pushed a quiet place into the number two slot. Believe it or not, Black Panther remains in the top ten in sixth place. We'll be back with more entertainment and today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So Beyonce made history by being the first ever African-American woman to headline the Coachella Music Festival in California. Her performance was epic. There's no other word to use. Just stop even trying. She was, I mean, she was just greatness. Okay, can, can I say something else <laughs> yes. now? Yeah. Coachella. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever heard of Coachella was when my daughter called me and asked me, could she get tickets? You know, so she came back having just a lot to prove. Yeah. Why she get criticism for that? Well, they criticize everything. 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 The woman's having does. a baby. Yeah. Yeah, she was having a baby, but yeah, they, they criticized him for that. Okay. Yeah. And, well, what and they saying had, now, though? Uh, they're bowing no, down. The they're bowing down. down. They're calling it Baychella, okay? That's what they're doing. And they forgot. Brought, That's brought, what they're doing. You know, the two members from um, Destiny. Yeah, stuff. she did. Yeah. They, they, rock, they killed it, man. Ooh, Jay-Z. Great. I mean. Jay-Z was there, yeah. Solange. That was so yeah, it was, cute. Yeah, it was, now, yeah, that made me cry, Steve, when she when her sister came on stage, Solange, yeah. and they were dancing together, probably like Jimmy they body. used to do, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. when they were kids. And then Beyonce just stopped and just went over there and just hugged her so tight and then she picked her up like you're my little sister she gave her so much love it was such a touching moment um now i've told you the best show i had seen uh from a person singing live was charlie, charlie wilson. wilson yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you man that dog on charlie wilson charlie got come a with show. It. Yeah, dog, at his age and yeah. what he does yeah. and his voice i mean he's the greatest performer i've ever seen his voice at that age and, and his movement shame, and his man. performance. Yes. His show is outstanding. It is. But her total performance, I mean, it's jaw-dropping. Yes, it's it is. It's flat-out jaw-dropping. It's next She's level. She's a throwback. It's next level. Her, her, the, the pride that she gave to HBCUs yes, with man. the band, with the mm-hmm. drum line and the marching bands and, and black women and, and black oh. pride. It was, it yeah, was it just was, I mean, empowering. D- d- it was just unbelievable. Uh-huh. She's a throwback because she makes statements. Mm-hmm. When she did the Super Bowl and came out in the all black with the fist, and the she makes right. statements. Mm-hmm. The girl is brilliant, man. Yes, she is. That girl right now, and you're right, Jay, is the greatest performer living today, mm-hmm. hands down. And I'm telling you, if you go male, female, it, it's Michael Jackson. And then I got to tell you, man, it's her. And then I think Snoop said, then it's him and Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I love Snoop. I love him. Go ahead. Snoop. And I want to get some but, of that but, Snoop, But please. then it's Bruno Mars, though. That young boy. That boy, come with it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming up at 34 after the hour, we're going to talk about Starbucks. Oh, my God. Starbucks faces backlash over the arrest of two black men in the city of brotherly love. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, Kevin Johnson, Starbucks CEO, issued a statement apologizing for the racist arrest of two black male customers at the company's Philly location on Spruce Street. 
near South 18th Street. The police were called because these black men hadn't ordered anything. They were waiting for a friend to show up, who did, as they were being taken out in handcuffs for doing absolutely nothing. Uh, the video of this arrest went viral and folks were outraged on social media. The white woman, Melissa Pino, who uh, posted the video, tweeted, they were sitting quietly, minding their own business and waiting for their friend to come. Other white people are wondering why it's never happened to us when we do the same thing. Are you serious? Very, yeah. very. Yeah, they were sitting there, and I get. Is there a policy that if you sit there and you don't buy anything, you have to leave? Oh, if you're black, um, yeah. Well, if you're black, yeah. I mean, this is yeah, discrimination. That, right. You know. Because you know now. what? People go to Starbucks for that. For people meetings, go, yes. Yeah, for meetings, yes. and th- they do all that, so... And these are I two mean, black men sitting, waiting for their friend, mm. and they were being taken out uh, uh, when their friend was coming in. He had just, I, I think they were sitting there for what, like 20-something minutes, 23 minutes or something? And and the guy at Starbucks told them to order something or leave. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. it is their order policy. Order something or leave. Yeah. Yeah, loiter. It, it, it's, it's their policy, it says. You just can't sit there. But if you're sitting there waiting for someone. Okay, 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 cool. I can understand if a store has a policy, a restaurant, you mm-hmm. can't just sit there. You have to order something. Yeah, you see those no I can understand signs. that policy. Mm-hmm. But how, do you can get arrested for that? Well, the manager called the police, and uh, they did. They, they arrested, arrested the guys. Yeah. Like you say, <laughs> if you're black. <laughs> That's a damn shame. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because I'm sure... In the phone call, do they have a copy of the phone call to the police? Because I'm pretty sure that whoever the manager was had 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 a whole lot on that phone call. And, and the police chief there is black in Philly. There's and- two. There, there's two black guys. They're sitting there and they look like, oh my god, we need help. We're alone. Yes. We're alone. There's two black guys. We're 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 in here all alone. Us whites don't know what to do. <laughs> and there's other blacks in here, and they look just as frightened as we do. I mean, that <laughs> sounds absurd and ridiculous, But that's Steve, probably what happened. But that's probably, yeah, th- yeah. that's well, so crazy. Well, the lady, too, Steve, that posted the video, the mm-hmm. white woman, she was the one that actually posted the video of it happening. Mm-hmm. And other people were saying, what did they do? Other people from other races were questioning what was yeah. going on? They're sitting Absolutely. there and they're and asking the police because officers, they what did they in do? on the phone call that the manager <laughs> made. So right. I'm telling you, man, this damn manager put some spice yeah. on that phone call. What, what, why, why are they coming down there? Mm-hmm. It's a Starbucks and we sitting here. That ain't even a police issue. No, it's not. It's it's not. I mean, what did they think the black guys were going to do? I mean, if that's their policy, but still, this white woman said, "Why this is? Why has this never happened to us when we do the same thing? We come in the Starbucks and sit around and hang out." And let me tell you, we never get arrested. Police asked them, "Uh, "What's the problem, sir?" You know what the caller said? They're sitting there being black. (laughs) We had two guys just sitting here doing nothing. Uh, What should we do? Black, and it's awful frightening for me. Yeah. I'm the manager. Please help. I've never been so afraid in my life. Yeah, 2018. Dog, dog. Yeah, that's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I've in never there. been so afraid in my life. I don't know what they're gonna do, but we all we're in mm-hmm. here. Yeah, it's their defense. It's, yeah. They get defensive the minute they say something like, "No need to get loud." You're like, 
I'm not loud, you know. <laughs> right. They yeah. do that I mean, really man. quick. You're really loud. Yeah. yeah. It makes me sad, yeah, though. And, uh, uh, Starbucks yeah. stands firmly against discrimination or um, racial profiling. This is according to the CEO, Kevin Johnson. That's what he said in a statement. He also included a public apology to the two men who were arrested. There were protests at that Starbucks uh, Philly location yesterday, and more are planned today. And this oh, is the city of brotherly oh, love. Yeah. Oh, well, they got problems there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Got Oh, they yeah. do. They do. Yes, they right. do. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think the manager should be fired. Okay, we'll see. All right, uh, nephew Tommy is not here, but uh, there is a prank phone call from him coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, I left in the middle of the night. But up next, the nephew's out. The uncle's in, though. What you got, uncle, for the prank phone call? Well, <laughs> y'all ready? Buddy, yeah. yeah, let's go. Yeah. Surrogate <laughs> mother. Say it again. Woo. Surrogate <laughs> mother. You know, you got to have a surrogate mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you ain't got a, uh, another mother. Huh? Yeah. About to get ignorant. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to be stupid. Hello? Yeah, um, Roderick, can I, can I speak to Roderick? Yeah, this is Roderick. Hey, uh, this is Calvin, man. How you doing? I go to the same church y'all go to. Okay. I, I got your number from one of the guys at the church, man. They, they told me that if I wanted to talk to you, I could, I could reach out to you or whatever. I, how you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. How can I help you? Your, your wife, man, does she... I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but she seems to be real fit. Does she, does she work out all the time? Yeah, she go to the gym every once in a while, bro. Yeah. Who, who is this, bro? Like I said, my name's Calvin, man. We go to the same church. Listen, me and my wife been trying for a long time, man, to actually have some kids. And okay. to be honest with you, Roderick, man, it, it just ain't happening, dog. I mean, we've been trying and trying. But what I'm trying to do now is just find another type of way to make this happen. Now, you say your wife is, is, is in good condition, right? My wife is in good condition, brother. What? What does she got to do with you and your wife trying to have a baby? She, you know, now y'all already got kids, don't you? Y'all got like, from what the brother at the church told me, y'all got three kids, right? Yeah, we got three. I got two boys and a girl. Okay. Here's what I'm trying to do, man. I was hoping that I could find somebody, a female, that would be a good surrogate mother. A what? You, you know, what I'm saying is like, because my wife, I mean, you know, we want to have kids, man. We want to have oh, a family. Oh, oh, hold on, brother. You just said you try, you're looking for a surrogate mother, and the brother of the church told you to call me? Well, no, no, no. Ain't nobody tell me to actually call you. I, I asked them about you and your wife. You know, I asked them for your phone number so I could actually call you myself, man. Wait a minute. So you've been, you been eyeing my wife? No, 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 no. Not, I ain't been I, See, you're looking at it wrong. Listen. What I was saying is that your, your wife just seems like a healthy, healthy person. I want to be able to have a healthy child, man. I really do, man. That, me and my wife, we... we listen, 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 you called me about my wife, and you want her to be a surrogate mother for you. I don't even know why we're on the phone, brother. Here's the real deal, man. Me and my wife, we can't have kids. We tried and tried and tried. And, you know, biologically, we've just been going through it and going through it, man. And I was just, you know... I've seen your wife. She's healthy. I see y'all at church all the time. And I was just, like, reaching out, man. Maybe somebody wouldn't mind being the surrogate mother 
for, for, for me and my wife so we can have a child. I'm thinking surrogate mother. I, I, I mean, I'm, dog. Hold on, brother. You calling me to see if my wife can be a surrogate mother to your child? Dog, and I, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, you know you and, 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 I think you hey. lost your mind, brother. <sighs> Out of all the members in the church, you calling me to get my wife? To have your baby? No, I know it sounds crazy, man. I so do. It I know it stupid. sounds crazy. But I'm just... ignorant, brother. I'm sorry? You sound ignorant. Man, there's so many places to go adopt a baby. I can take you down to the county courthouse and show you kids need to adopt right now. But you can go to Africa like 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 all the rest of them people and go find you a baby. You're going to call me and my wife? There's 20,000 members in this church. Do you know how stupid you sound, brother? No, no, br- brother, brother. I, and, man, listen, man, I'm not trying to come across like that, man. Well, how are you trying to come across, brother? You done done it. Just hear me out, man. I don't want you to. Man, go, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, man. Okay. We looking for a surrogate mother. We look, we, we seen your your wife, and we thought she'd be a great surrogate mother. And I know it sounds crazy for me to pick you out of all the people that go to the church. I understand that, man. I mm-hmm. do. But listen. We would love for your wife to be the surrogate mother, and we're willing to pay for this. Man, this ain't about... But listen to me. We want to do this naturally. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You want to repeat what you just said, man. You, you, you got to understand a real man want to do want to do man, it you, realistically. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying... You, I brother, brother, hold on, hold on, brother. You, are you telling me that you want to have sex with my wife? But I mean, I mean, you know, you know, you, you, you want to have me a, lose all my Christianity right now, brother. You want to have a baby the real way, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn having the fake way. You tell me you want to lay down in a bed with my wife? But dog, you already got three kids. Think about the people that can't oh, have them. Don't go adopt a baby, man. Take your down and go adopt a damn baby. Cause you didn't go see a damn psychiatrist. Bro, well, my well, wife I don't want to have your baby. Do you know what you sound like? Dog, you crazy. I, I know it sounds crazy, man. I do. How did, how did you get my number, man? Listen how to me. did you get my number? I got your number from one of the brothers at the church. Now, listen, I'm going to just be real with you like a man. I wanted to come at you first and talk to you like a man and see, you know, if you was cool with the proposition. But, look, come Sunday, I'm going to go to your wife and just talk to her. What? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to talk to your wife and see if you lost your Mind. I told you to answer no. Now you tell me you're going to go around me and I. What you ain't going to do is talk to my wife. You man, call I'm my wife. I'm telling you right now. I'm talking to your, your wife. You next call Sunday, my wife. Okay? I'm going to tell you what's really going to happen. I'm you call my to wife. your wife next Sunday. I'm not going to sit and go through this with and you back and forth. I'm talking to her next Sunday. Next Sunday, I'm going to whoop your. You ain't going to do nothing to me. I'm going to whoop your. Me and my wife, we deserve a child too. You ain't, you ain't going to stand in the middle of this. I'm in the middle of this. You lost your. You talk to my wife next week. You want to? I got one more thing I want to say to you, man. Is you listening to me? Say what the you gotta say so you can get off my phone. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. What? <laughs> this is who? <laughs> this is this. Listen, man, who this is, is this man? This nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your homeboy. Got me to prank phone call you, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm over here, man. My head is spinning. <laughs> you alright, man? Got me going, brother. I'm I'm ready to fight, brother. <laughs> hey, I got one more thing to ask you, big dog. What, what, what is up, man? What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. 
Man, the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Y'all got me this morning, man. Y'all got me, man. Huh? <laughs> there you go with huh? that. Huh? There you go. Huh? He'll be back tomorrow. Huh? No, no, no. No, no. Was I good? You're the king of pranks. Was I the that. king? Yes. Yeah. Did you see it? What? What was I stupid? Come on. Huh? Yes. Yes, you were. Huh? Huh? Yes. Wait, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Did I make you proud? <laughs> you gotta yeah. hit all of them. Now I'm gonna be uh this weekend. Yeah. Be ye ready. <laughs> stupid is coming to town. <laughs> Stupid is coming to town. Tickets still on sale like they always are. Because mm-hmm. I don't ever sell out. Oh, <laughs> oh, I make you think I'm going to sell out by telling you these tickets is almost gone. But they ain't ever gone. Because when I come back, I'll never say, sold out. You know, like my <laughs> uncle used to do. He used to get on my nerves, grind my teeth, always hollering about, sold out. Well, but my tickets is on sale. Make sure you get them somewhere. Yeah. What are you performing Stupid. Come at the place. <laughs> really, Steve? Yeah. I'm performing where them tickets is on sale. Don't ask me about no seats. Don't mentor me in front of people. Yeah, that's where I'm going to be, man. I'm going to be at tickets on sale at the place. The King of Pranks yeah. will be back tomorrow. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Raymond's, Raymond's uh, transmission is selling tickets. <laughs> the Donut Palace has them. And you can get them down at, down, at, down at Willie's Cleaners. Yeah. And Clara's Nail Boutique Salon. Yeah. We got to go. The place ain't big enough. Actually performing in somebody's backyard. Coming up at the top of the hour, the strawberry letter subject I left in the middle of the night. Huh? (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at 41 after the hour, James Comey's interview last night on ABC. Woo! Plus, yes. I missed it. (laughs) Wow. I it didn't was, see it. It was something. It came on really late yeah. too. It was a late. Really interview. late. Yeah. 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 On ABC. Uh huh. Yeah. With uh, really, George Stephanopoulos. They're really it. upset with him because he had a lot of government papers in the book, mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that they got cleared. So now they're talking about bringing him up on charge. They're just upset yeah, with him, period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he wrote the book. Something. Period. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. Uh, plus uh, Carla's reality update: The Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion show part two. I know, I know. Girl, right? Girl, bye. (laughs) But right now, it's time for uh, today's Strawberry Letter. And man, oh man, if you need advice on relationships, if you need advice on dating, work, sex, parenting, anything, and more, uh, submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click... Submit like strawberry how you letter. Slow that down now, haven't you? <laughs> Click. <laughs> you gotta slow that, that way. Down. Need that K on that. Uh, <laughs> right, Steve? Right? You want him to click submit strawberry letter, right? No, I like I, I like what you said. <laughs> Click for the strawberry letter. Yes. Hit that button, hit that thing right there. <laughs> All right. Let's go. All right, buckle up. Hold on tight. Here she is. Share the strawberry with the strawberry letter. Thank you, Junior. Subject, I left in the middle of the night. 
Dear okay. Stephen Shirley, I need your honest advice here because I don't know how to handle this situation. I'm in my late 40s and in a good relationship with a man my age. We are well above the age of foolishness, but recently we had a big disagreement. I was staying at his house the other night and I got a call from my ex-husband who I still consider a friend. My ex-husband is still single and he lives alone. So when he called me at 2.30 a.m., I figured there had to be something serious going on and I needed to go and see about him. So I got up and was leaving to go help my ex-husband. My boyfriend got very upset with me and we got into a huge argument about it. I don't understand what the big deal is. I would help anybody. I may have shared too many details about my friendship with my ex-husband, and I probably shouldn't have told him that my ex still has me listed as a beneficiary on his life insurance policy. Surely my man doesn't think I still want my ex-husband or vice versa. My man said he was only angry because it was a safety issue for me to leave at 2.30, but I know it's deeper than that. So now I'm second-guessing everything. Maybe I should have even maybe I shouldn't have even answered the late night phone call. Was I not supposed to go help my ex? What do you think? Please help. Okay. After he called at 2:30 a.m. and you ran off uh, to as you say go see about him. Yes, your man definitely thinks you guys have something going on, okay? And that you guys still want each other. I mean, who does this? I don't, I don't get it. Who does that? Did your ex say something was wrong or seriously going on, like you say in the letter? Uh, I'll ask it this way. What man is going to sit back and be okay with his woman running to another man at 2.30 in the morning? How does this make sense to you? This is a man who happens to be your ex-husband. I mean, does this really sound reasonable to you? Uh, he may have said that it was a safety issue with you, but it was way more than that, and, and probably that, too. As a matter of fact, if, if it was a safety issue, he thought he should have gone along with you. Uh, I can guarantee you he's not upset about you uh, and the life insurance thing. Th that's not anything to, for him to be worried about because that's a good thing. Uh, it's about you getting up out of that bed and going over to your ex's house. That's it. That's all. Uh, let me ask you this. What if, what if you were, um, what were you going to do for your ex? Did he say, uh, he never, you never said what it was. You just never said, <laughs> you never said what it was. Help him do what? I mean, couldn't it wait until later in the morning? Otherwise, it just sounds like a booty call. That's it. I don't see how you don't see that. You're right. You shouldn't have answered the phone when you saw it was your ex-husband. You shouldn't have gone over there. It could have waited, whatever it was. Your man is right to be mad. Uh, if he was at your house and a woman called him at 2.30 in the morning, he got up to go see her. How would you feel? You would be mad, just like he is. So um, I, I know you'd be highly upset and have a major attitude, okay? So uh, you were wrong. You should have stayed there and not answered the call, okay? And you're going to have to deal with this because your man, hopefully he'll forgive you, but I don't know. Steve? <sighs> oh. <laughs> I can't believe this is written by a woman who's grown. In her 40s, left... late 40s. Late 40s. Yeah. I left in the middle of the night. <laughs> the name of this letter should be, uh -huh. How Stupid This Sound to You. Right. <laughs> That's the title of this letter. Yeah. Let's change this letter <laughs> to How Stupid <laughs> This Sound to You.
Shirley, I need your honest advice. And Steve, yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you said honest advice. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> how the hell are you fit to get here? <laughs> Come on, bring it. Because I don't know how to handle this situation. I'm in my late 40s, get a good relationship with, with, with a man my age. We are above the age of foolishness. No, no, no. Stop right there. He is above the age of foolishness. <laughs> Thank you. You all up in foolishness. <laughs> but recently we had a big disagreement. I was staying at his house the other night. I got a call from my ex-husband who I still consider a friend. <laughs> Problem number one. My ex-husband is still single. <laughs> Problem number two. What's the little noise? That's putting on the brakes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he lives alone. That's problem number three. So he called me at 2.30 a.m. I figured there had to be something serious going on, and I needed to go see about him. So I got up and was leaving to help my ex-husband. The hell is wrong with you? Crazy. Let's go back to the title that I want to call this letter. How stupid this sound to you. We laying in bed. Phone rang. It's 2.30. You figure something seriously got to be wrong. So you sits up, you gets dressed, and you going to see about your ex-husband. Mm. <laughs> 2.30 a.m. Phone calls. It's prime booty time. Yeah. One more time. Prime booty time. Matter of fact, you're on the back end of a booty call. Mm. 2.30 is late. Mm. The booty is in the process of having already answered the call. Wow. We showering about now. <laughs> this rinse off. Showering. 2.30 is usually the big rinse off. <laughs> the big rinse off. We'll be back with the rest of this. The hell right. you talking about? We'll have part two of Steve's response coming you up. You right. At 23 after the hour, <laughs> left in the middle of the night, or how stupid does this sound to you? <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, come on, Steve. Uh, part two of your response to today's Strawberry Letter. This woman Strawberry got letter. a booty call at 2.30 in the morning, her laying next to her new boyfriend. It's her ex-husband who is single and lives alone. Mm-hmm. And you figure something had to be seriously wrong at 2.30 in the morning. So you get up to leave now. Yo, yo, her boyfriend, man. What, what he supposed to be? Mm-hmm. You getting up to answer what is we all know is a booty call. Surely know that. <laughs> So why are we sitting up here trying to act like this ain't what it is? My boyfriend got very upset with me. We got into a huge argument about it. I don't understand what the big deal is. I would help anybody. Oh, so now you tricking. Oh, you would help anybody? So anybody that calls at 2.30, you willing to get up and help them? Let me explain something to you, lady. I'm 61. Let me just dig off in my past a little bit here. I done called a lot of women at 2.30 in the morning. And said? It ain't ever been nothing wrong. (laughs) Ain't been nothing? Ever. You haven't been sick or not an Mm -mm. emergency? Not at (laughs) (laughs) 2.30. If I call you at 2.30, going down. The only thing wrong with me is I'm lonely. <laughs> and you need them to come through. <laughs> I just need to be hell. Yeah. I need some company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need somebody to put me to sleep. Hold 
I'm suffering from insomnia. I can't go to sleep, and you could be the big ass pill. Mm. Come rock a bye, baby, in the treetop. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come and put me to sleep. But at 2.30 in the morning, yeah. when a man call a woman, something's going on. Mm. Someone's on the phone. All right, Al. Three o'clock in the morning. Yay. Yeah. Talking about how she, she can, can make, make it, it right. right. Did you hear me? Al Green sang about this phone Yeah. Call. Now, here you answering me, trying to figure out what the hell he mad about. Because Al Green is at your house. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't even sound right. That's so crazy. Yeah. My friendship, I have shared. I would help anybody. I may have shared too many details about my friendship with my ex-husband. Oh, so now you're running your mouth, too. Okay? And I probably shouldn't have told him. My ex still has me listed as a beneficiary on his life insurance policy. Oh, well, maybe that was it. Maybe you was going over there to make sure you steal the beneficiary. <laughs> but he called her. Yeah. Well, but see, but in order to make sure you're the beneficiary, you got to provide benefits. Oh. See, to get the beneficiary, you got to be the benefit. You understand? Uh-huh. See, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Surely, surely my man doesn't think I still want my ex-husband or vice versa. Why would you not? Mm. He done put you on the policy. Mm-hmm. This the, he the epitome of sugar daddy. I'm your sugar daddy now and when I'm gone. Oh, man. Hello. Hello. This is, the matter of fact, your ex-husband falls into the category of super sugar daddy. You better dig deep, boy. Yeah, I'm all in this here thing. Uh-huh. Yes, you are, sir. And see, so now, <laughs> if you got a sugar daddy that's a super sugar daddy that can provide sugar living and gold, you got to get over there and provide benefit <laughs> so you can be, remain the beneficiary. Woo! That's what you need to do. Mm. Now, my man said he was only angry because it was a safety issue for me to leave at 2.30. You're damn right it was a safety issue for you to leave at 2.30. The damn safety issue was he might lose you to the man with all these damn policies. (laughs) This man got insurance policy. But I know it's deeper than that. So now I'm second guessing let me see what this say. Maybe I shouldn't even have answered the late night phone call. Well, maybe you shouldn't. Nope. Nope. Was I not supposed to go help my ex? Nope. Maybe help you shouldn't. Help him do what? What do you think? Please exactly. Help. Let's talk about the help you mm-hmm. probably provided once you. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-oh. Break it down, okay, Steve. Uh-oh. Break it down. Let's see. <laughs> He's locked out of his house. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And why do you have a key? Oh. He's sick, and only you can make him better. <gasps> it's 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. He done got some bad news. And now here you come to hold him. Console him. Shape and mold him. <laughs> You better make a song out of this. Now, 2.30. Come on. In the morning, somebody just can't sleep. He picks 
picks up the phone and he called on me. And I went out the door just a skippy. <laughs> Happy am I? About to go out the door. I got I bought both thighs. I'm about to give him some more. Cause I'm a beneficiary. Beneficiary. I about to used to be married. I used to be married. And now I gotta go and take care of my Beneficiary status. He want me, <laughs> and I want him. Uh huh. He's leaving money oh. when it ain't no more him. <laughs> he got me now, and I get it then. So I go. Over, open up and let him in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Steve, that was, that was excellent. Thank you hey. so much. We got to get out of here. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at my girl Shirley. And uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, James Comey's interview last night. Woo! And Carla's reality update. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Former FBI Director James Comey will release his book, A Higher Loyalty, Truth, Lies, and Leadership. It'll be in stores tomorrow. People are chomping at the bit for this book right here. Not Uh, me. (laughs) I'm going to borrow somebody's. (laughs) People want to read it. They want to read it. Um, In an interview last night with Good Morning America's George Stephanopoulos, uh, Comey broke his long silence and described his interactions with President Trump before he was abruptly fired last year. On Friday, Mr. Trump called Comey an untruthful slime ball. This is from our president. Just in the he White House. Tweet anything. In the White House, chunking slurs. Just doing them. But like he just up at the White House just telling the truth about the yeah. I know. I know. Golly. He just called him an untruthful slime but ball. We don't have tweet. bigger issues, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Look- <laughs> but wait, it gets better. He says, he. Uh, the president also says it was his great honor to fire him. Yeah. <laughs> what? My great honor. He's so what? petty. Yes. He's petty, dead. Betty. Come on. In in last night's interview on ABC, Comey said his assumption Hillary Clinton would win was a factor in email uh, in that email investigation. Take a listen. Hillary Clinton's convinced that that letter defeated her. What do you say to her? I hope not. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I sure hope not. But the honest answer is it wouldn't change the way I think about it. I mean, my hope, I didn't write the book for this reason, but talking about leadership, it was important to tell the email story because it's me trying to figure out how to lead well, that people will read that story and try to put themselves in my shoes. Comey's not telling the truth with that one. He knows for a fact that what he did to Hillary Clinton oh, yeah. caused, caused her the election. Yeah, absolutely. it did. It absolutely, it did. hands down. And oh, it did. he yeah. wrote this book uh-huh. to make lots of money. Mm-hmm. Well, he's and got he a wrote job the book now. because yeah. he's mad because he got fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, is there a lot of truth in the book? I believe it is. Yeah. But let's just be honest about this here, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yep. 
Be honest. Uh, yeah, the White honest. House responded uh, with the acknowledgement that uh, Comey may have subconsciously expected Hillary Clinton to win the presidency when he disclosed days before the 2016 election the reopening of a probe of her emails. Um, it shows that Comey was driven by political motivation right. and self-interest. That's what the mm. White House is saying. Can I just say, from the person who's left a job and got another job, and I was mad at first, uh -huh. I ain't mad mm -hmm. no more. <laughs> I ain't mad no more. So your advice to Comey would be what? Don't you be mad no more. <laughs> <laughs> you got a job. Get another job. Get a job. You ain't gonna be mad. You ain't gonna be mad no more. I ain't mad no more. Where do you work after you've been the head of the FBI? Yeah, what this, app yeah. you put in? So he can teach. He can teach. Yeah. You know, he's a professor. Law. Law. Yeah. yeah. He was in his fourth year of a ten-year mm -hmm. term when uh, President Trump fired him. Well, anyway, uh, James Comey, his interview wasn't the only thing on TV was the last dancers, night. Was his, his side piece back on? Was she back on? Stormy Daniels? Yeah. Was Stormy back on? No. Was, okay. Not on no. TV. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she on something. <laughs> what the? She is a working girl, isn't she? she? I hate to say this, but she getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the side piece was the Playboy model. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. That was an ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. Stormy Daniels was you know, a one-time Stormy thing. was just, you know. Mm -hmm. One-time spanking. Find the hole! <laughs> Find the hole! <laughs> oh, man. The, the president is, uh, he thinks he's unfit to be president. He is unfit. The president thinks that? No, James Comey says Tony that thinks he thinks unfit. that... Oh, the you, president is unfit. Uh, everybody. See, he everybody. just came he's to that conclusion yeah. during the book. Yeah. 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 Right. The there to going, be president. <laughs> yeah. This is just, it's so weird because black Trump wouldn't have been in there that long. You know, if there was a black Trump that mm -hmm. had all this going, oh, he'd be out of there so damn fast. Right yeah. after the inauguration. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know. Black Trump, <laughs> Benjamin Trump, nobody. Uh, President Obama. Yeah. Look, yeah, former President I mean, yeah. Obama. Look how, he was squeaky look, clean and they still yeah. hated him, you know? Yeah. So. Well, they would have swore up and down the Republicans, which have been, you know, framing themselves as the, uh, the party of moral More consciousness. Moral mm -hmm. majority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, all of that. They would have been screaming from the rooftops that he is unfit to lead this nation. This is a yes. Bringing such yeah. right. You're demeaning right, Steve. and detrimental, yeah. the, the, the damnation he's heaping coals of hell on our nation. <laughs> they mm -hmm. did it to Clinton yeah. with Monica Lewinsky, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. He gonna sell some books though. Oh, he definitely. Oh yeah. Probably yes. get a movie deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that would be great. Right? Yeah, he'd probably get a movie yeah. deal. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so Carla is here. Go ahead, uh, Kira. Yeah. You, are you strong enough to do? Yeah, that? I can do it. Okay. Special edition of reality update. <laughs> Did he say <laughs> special? He's a little off this morning, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You know, yeah. the, the country boy workout <laughs> broke him. It it really did. The country boy yeah. workout kind of took him out. I, Junior, look, man, uh, hanging up. What was the worst part for you, Junior, doing the workout? I'm going to tell you, coming to your house. <laughs> Just driving up. Showing up. <laughs> if I knew that was back there, I, I wouldn't have showed up. Sleds and stuff. Man, and... <laughs> but, but you know what? Uh, one thing about it, we'll be, we be back. We back, sad. We're going to keep going. It's, it's, it's actually fun. It actually is. 
So if you missed it, Junior went over <laughs> Steve's house uh, on Saturday, and they did a workout. Steve, and you just what broke him? <laughs> Country boy workout broke every last one of them. The twenty-six year old, the two thirty-nine year old. And Will, Will was claiming to hang in there, but I looked over my shoulder. I saw it. Didn't you? Well, June, you didn't have time to look over I your shoulder. I wasn't even there. Your shoulder was pointed at the grass. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, Carla's reality update, and uh, Steve and Jay will find out if they are turning into their parents right mm. after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, it is time for Carla's reality update. Come on, Junior, I'm you can do it. do it. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is, Carla, with a special edition of reality update. Oh, God. Ooh, that's so tired. No, Thank you, Junior. I appreciate it. It, it was a good effort. Yeah. It was a good Thank effort. God. All right, here we go. Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion Woo! show part two okay. last night, along with the James Comey interview. A lot of stuff happening on TV. Well, it kind of seems like Portia apologized to Candy a little bit last night, and Candy was cool with it, and they shook hands and agreed that they won't talk about the issue again. What so, do you mean a little bit, Carla? Uh, she kind of apologized. She, mm-hmm. It was cool. It was okay. cool what she did. Okay. It was genuine. Like, I'm okay. sorry, that's damn it. What everybody that's, was I'm, I'm done with for. it. I'm sorry. I don't, don't want to hear no more. Yeah, some sincerity. Yeah, yeah. Who apologized? Portia. Portia apologized to Candy. Remember all season, all the drama from the season before with the damaging things that Portia had been saying and Phaedra, all that stuff that happened last season. It carried over this season. Candy was, did not really feel that Portia was sincere with her apology about the whole situation from the season before. So at this episode last night, it seems like Portia apologized and mm-hmm. Candy, they shook hands, they Seemed like they squashed it, so that's good. Moving on. They okay, buried um, it under the Underground Railroad, so you, no one can find it anymore, ever. <laughs> You're not going to do that to Portia. You're not. You're and not. not to Carla's reality update. It's Go buried, on, Carla. It's buried in the Underground Railroad. Go ahead. <laughs> I know where he's going with it, too. All right, so now, Shirley, Kenya asked for cocktails. Okay. Okay, so we were kind of like, well, wait, aren't you pregnant? Exactly. What happened there? Yeah. So that was just a little moment, little moment. I don't know if everybody caught that. And then Marlo to- said that it hurts her feelings when Kenya calls her a prostitute. But then <laughs> Andy, <laughs> right. So Andy Cohen asked Marlo, how does she make her money? What's her job? What does mm-hmm. she do? Mm-hmm. And so she said she dated a billionaire and that the billionaire bought her a house, who, who bought said her that? mom a house. Marlo. Who? Marlo, Steve. She's a friend of the housewives. She tried to clear that up. But then, while they were all talking, it kind of got tossed out that Marlo allegedly stabbed somebody. I was like, how did they just toss out this information and just keep going? <laughs> Wait, Wait, she stabbed somebody? What? Wait, what? Yes. Well, if you're dating a billionaire and you buy you and your mama a house, then he, he don't give y'all the keys. Somebody gonna get stabbed. <laughs> no, but it was a woman. It was another female. It was really crazy, Steve. I just, I was like, wow, okay. She got a little record there. And then finally, I'm just gonna wrap this thing up. Kim Zosiak, she walked out on the set. She was wearing her red dress, carrying her red plastic solo cup. Now, this girl's been carrying this cup all oh, no. season long. Mm-hmm. Every episode, she is drinking something out of this red solo plastic cup. You know the ones mm-hmm. we have at the parties and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Yeah, that's Nene, lean. 
What is it, Steve? Steve. You're just firing off anything. Yeah, yeah that lean all 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 the rappers. <laughs> drink, drink that in Houston. Yeah, well, yeah. What's worse, the Underground Railroad from Jay or, 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 or Lee? Or now, Lee Kim from Steve. Is on yeah. the That's Lee. <laughs> Pick one. Right. Why she move like that? Huh? <laughs> anyway, I ain't seen Nene. it. I just know what be in them red cups. I'm telling you, she had this red cup all season long. Anyway, Nene went on in on Kim. You know, the fact mm -hmm. that Kim was lying to her, saying that she illegally parked in this handicapped spot at the mall. That Lennox is mall. not against the law to have a handicap sticker. Go right ahead. Not that I know. It is Go if you're right. not handicapped. Right, it's not against the law to have one. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm but sorry. Nene's defense was that she had someone <laughs> that was disabled with her, and Kim didn't right. see all that. So that's when the scream fest mm -hmm. began. Kim started backpedaling, and then Nene almost got out of her seat at the end of this particular episode mm -hmm. and just screamed to Kim, you're a hater and you are blanking trash and it was ugly and that's how Reunion Part 2 ended last night. So there and, is woo! a Part 3. Will it ever end? I don't know. I but have that one question. is Reality Update for Real Housewives of Atlanta Reunion. Are yes. they bringing Sheree back? That, that's the most important thing. Yes. Well, Sheree yeah. was still there last night. Uh, Starbucks. I'm, I'm not even, uh-uh. Don't I'm even address this. that. I'm with this. We, we, we marching on this. Street. Too fine to be out of work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only black one. The only one I, that I got this feeling right here for. All right. Uh, thank you, Carla. Well, let me toss this out there, too, Shirley. Hit okay. me up on Lips by Carla. Tell me if you're on Team Nene or Team Kim. <laughs> one of them. I'm on Team right. Sheree. <laughs> That wasn't a question. Right. Right. She doesn't have a team uh, anymore. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Carla. Thank you. Time to have a little more fun mm -hmm. now, guys, uh, If as if that wasn't enough. So, Jay, what do you have? You have a um, segment for us called? I have been noticing that I have become, and most grown people, too, mm -hmm. we're becoming our parents. Have you said stuff to your child? Oh, absolutely. That your parents, I mean, yeah. you haven't come up with nothing new. Because I said so. Because I said so. That that's yeah. one. That's one. Yeah. That's one. Uh, how about this? Hey man, don't put that down. Get yourself a coaster. Don't be sitting. Don't be sitting. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't set drinks on the table. Like that. <laughs> so we're becoming our parents. Yeah, we have become yeah. our parents. Steve, how about you? You ever said one? Where you become? Close your mouth for a fly, fly. <laughs> <in it. laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I heard that in my lifetime. How about sure. this one? Shut up. Now you're crying. Uh -huh. Shut up before what? I give yeah, you something to cry about. To cry about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Junior, can you, you you well enough to have yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like, you I like me all. and Jay just do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Junior's not hundred percent. He's gonna roll right here. Close door for you. Let all the air. Yes, yes, yes. One more. How about this? Make up your mind. In or out? Uh huh. Yeah. You uh -huh. coming in or yeah. you coming out? <laughs> Which one is it? You going in or you going out? <laughs> All right, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hang on, guys, right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We're in the middle of this segment called I'm Becoming My Parents, and uh, Jay and Steve Harvey are, are letting us know that they're saying things to the their same kids. same thing. We haven't come up with nothing yeah. new. You got one, Steve? You got one? <laughs>
A scratch on that wall is a scratch on your ass. You better say it, because that's me now. Put a scratch on that wall, it's going to be a scratch on your ass. Yeah. I love that. Say that now. I love that. You say that, Carla. Right. Scratch on that wall. Yeah. That means you really want to scratch on your behind if you scratch that wall. Because they over there playing. They ain't got to get over there playing. Right. I don't know if it could be done. But I damn near got beat to where I thought it was gonna come off. I will beat all, all the black audience. Yes, <laughs> you said that. <laughs> I will, I will beat all the black yeah. audience. Uh-huh. You don't know if it can happen. I don't know if it can go down. Come on, Steve. <laughs> That you standing in that refrigerator though like you bought something. <laughs> 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 what's the, I like I gotta oh use that God. one. Uh-huh. Hey, and what's the time limit on that refrigerator? Yeah, yeah. Know? It, it, no, you gotta get in and get out. <laughs> yeah. I like it, Steve. Yeah. Come on, Jay. Somebody need to tell me. Why all these lights is on? Ooh, I need to that, know that. That's me. That, now that is me. That's my uh-huh. husband. Yeah. Ooh, I need to me. know why all these lights is on. Yes. <laughs> See? I love it, Jay. We're becoming our parents. We are becoming mm-hmm. our parents. Yeah. I'm tired because Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Junior making. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This this is dedicated to Carla. Yeah. Ooh, come on. This is Pat Boltner's line. Uh-huh. My mama. Uh-huh. Huh? If you can hum me, you can hear me. Yes, yes. man. Yes. That's my mama. Yes. Come on, Steve. Yes. Yeah. You're about to make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> if you can hum me, you can hear me. You can hear me. <laughs> oh, my mama used to oh. say that. Oh, this is one. Ann Lee Brown special. What? So my mom was a heavy, little heavy, you know, little heavy on the stocky side. So this was her patent. Don't make me run after you. Whoa. And, and she couldn't run anyway. <laughs> but don't yeah. make me run after you. Yeah, don't. <laughs> you know. You didn't want that. Let me go and walk back in and take this because mm-hmm. it ain't going to yeah. be nice if I make her run. Okay. <laughs> this one is dedicated uh-huh. to Shirley's mama, Uh-oh. Miss Helen. Sit down. Everyone has seen you. Yes. <laughs> and you do it too much. Oh, yeah. Have a seat. Yeah. You do yeah. it too much. Have a seat. You do it way too much. Everybody already saw you. <laughs> Everybody yeah. see you. Uh, Putting on a little show here. I grew up on that. Uh, yeah. That line. Uh, right. Uh, here one right here, Steve. Get out of this room looking in my mouth when I talk. Yes. Because yes. ain't nobody talking to you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, grown folks conversation. This is uh-huh. this is grown folk talking up in here. Yes, Jay. Yes. Uh-huh. We are becoming our yeah. parents, Steve. Looking yeah. down my throat while I talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Steve. you got, Steve? Keep on, keep on acting cute. See how cute your daddy think he is when he get home from work. Woo! When that Slick was... get in here, we, Slick gonna cut out all this cuteness. Okay, your you mama know. said that. Yeah. Yeah. And your daddy hit hard. Uh, hey, go on. We're becoming our parents. We are definitely becoming our parents. Al, but st- get in here. Uh-huh. Now all us in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, mama. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So Beyonce made history by being the first ever African-American woman to headline the Coachella Music Festival in California. Her performance was epic. There's no other word to use. Just stop even trying. She was, I mean, she was just greatness. Okay, can, can I say something else yes. now? Yeah. Coachella. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever heard of Coachella was when my daughter called me and asked me, could she get tickets? You know, so she came back having just a lot to prove. Yeah. Why she get criticism for that? Well, they criticize everything. 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 The woman having a baby. Yeah. Yeah, she was having a baby, but yeah, they, they criticize them for that. Okay. Yeah. And well, what they say in Nido. They're bowing down. They're bowing down. They're calling it Baychella, okay? That's what they're doing. They forgot. That's what they're doing. You know, the two members from. Destiny. Yeah, style. she did. Yeah, she they killed it, man. Jay Z. I mean, Jay Z was there. Yeah, Solange. That was so yeah. cute. It was, yeah. it was, now, yeah. That made me cry, Steve, when she when her sister came on stage, Solange, yeah. and they were dancing together, probably like Give they used body. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they were kids, and then Beyonce just stopped and just went over there and just hugged her so tight, and then she picked her up like you're my little sister. She gave her so much love. It was such a touching moment. Now I've told you the best show I had seen. From a person singing live was Charlie, Charlie Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, man, that dog on Charlie Wilson Charlie got come a with show. It. Yeah, yeah. dog at his age and yeah. what he does yeah. and his voice. I mean, he's the greatest performer I've ever seen. His voice at that age and it his movement changed, and his man. performance. Yes. His show is outstanding. It is. But her total performance. I mean, it's jaw dropping. Yes, it's it is. flat out jaw dropping. It's next She's level. She's a throwback. It's next level. Her, her, the the pride that she gave to HBCUs yes, with the man. band, with the mm-hmm. drum line, and the marching bands, and and black women and and black oh. pride. It was it yeah, was just. It was I empowering. mean, the, the, it was just unbelievable. Uh-huh. She's a throwback because she makes statements. Mm-hmm. When she did the Super Bowl and came out in the all black with the fist, the she makes right. statements. Mm-hmm. The girl is brilliant, man. Yes, she is. That girl right now, and you're right, Jay, is the greatest performer living today, mm-hmm. hands down. And I'm telling you, if you go male, female, it's Michael Jackson. And then I got to tell you, man, it's her. And then I think Snoop said, then it's him and Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I love Snoop. I love him. Go ahead. Snoop. And I want to get some but, of that but, Snoop, but please. But then it's Bruno Mars, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, that young boy. That boy, come with it, man. Yeah. All right, uh, closing remarks coming. Did I say we marks? Closing we marks? We marks. <laughs> closing <laughs> remarks coming up at 49 after the hour with Steve Harvey. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we are, last break of the day. It's been a fun morning. It was great. Yeah, nephew was off today. He'll team be back. Tommy be back tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be back mm-hmm. tomorrow. And you're, you're going to yeah. be on Team Tommy. I'm when on he gets Team back. Tommy yeah. every day. Yeah, you think I'll be back? Won't I be back? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, was looking that? for all y'all's praises when I get back. <laughs> Let me do one. Huh? Was I ignorant? Huh? <laughs> oh, I thought you was on Team, team Tommy. Tommy. I am, but I just threw that out there. me to be? Yeah. Stupid. All right. Steve, you're going to yeah. have to transition. Yeah, stupid. Into closing remarks. Coming to a town near you this weekend. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready with your closing, Steve? Take us home. I got a short one for you today. Okay. I just want to encourage people to think about one thing. Just one thing. What's that? When you sleep, 
you dream. But when you wake up, you need to get to chasing them. But it seems to be so difficult for people because people delay the process of pursuing their dreams. You have these wonderful dreams, these incredible things that you dream about. Get up and make them happen. Dreams come true for those who put action to the dream. Why do you think you keep dreaming the same thing over and over and over? Because God wants you to see something. Stop dreaming and just laying there and going back to bed and dreaming some more. Start trying to make these dreams happen, man. Get to chasing these dreams. You can do it, man. But you've got to start. Stop waiting on the perfect time. Because the perfect time almost always never comes. Let me say that again. Stop waiting on the perfect time because the perfect time almost never, ever comes. It just don't. Y'all grown out there. How many times have you ran up into the perfect time to start anything? Oh, now you can claim something to be the perfect time. You know, you were the girl and y'all laying. I think this would be the perfect time for us to get together. Probably be the perfect time for you. She may feel the same way. But really, though, really, if you're waiting to make your dreams come true with the perfect time, you're going to be in a hurt, man. If you're waiting to get all the ducks lined up in a row, you could be waiting for a long time. Because it's something about ducks. They just don't stay in the row. When you sleep, you dream. When you wake up, you need to get to chasing them. And I'm serious about that. Ask God for some help. Get motivated. Come up with a reason why it has to happen. Just get started. You don't have to figure out how to get all the way to the end. Just figure out how to start. The next step will present itself if you want to climb up on the ladder. Come on, y'all. When you sleep, you dream. When you wake up, you need to get to chasing them. That's it. All right. Drop it, baby. Drop it. Drop the mic. Yeah. 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 Drop it like it's hard. (laughs) Great job, Steve. Good job, man. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very encouraging. I'm going to go out and make something of myself. You might one day. If you keep at it, Jay, seriously. And and Steve, too. I tell him that, too. Yeah, if you keep at it, Steve, you're, you're on to something here. Wait, yeah. wait you're doing Beyonce? Yeah. What? Ain't that about it, Congratulations again to Beyonce, too. Man. She did the damn thing. She did. Oh, hail to the I'm, queen, I'm telling baby. you, man. Serious mm-hmm. business. And, and I, I really do consider myself a music expert in terms of loving it mm-hmm. and, and, and having grown up in the era where real musicians existed and real singers where I grew up in the era where, and it's not a knock on what's happening today, it's just different. In order to get a record deal, you had to be able to flat out sing, or else you just didn't get no deal. Yeah. If you had were in the band, you had to flat out be able to play. Yeah. I'm just from that generation. That's I'm not knocking one. nothing else. You know, it's it's nothing for me to love about music today. Beyonce is a throwback. Bruno Mars is a throwback. 
India Irie is a throwback. Erica Badu is a throwback. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan is a throwback. Yeah. Uh, a couple a of forever. Oh, Chrisette Michelle. Chrisette yeah. Michelle is yeah. a throwback. Alicia Keys is a throwback. Mary J. Blige is a throwback. Ooh, it's a lot. I'm leaving them off. Indy Irie is a throwback. Uh, what's my girl uh, out of Philly? Uh, Jill. Jill oh, Scott. Scott. Jill Scott. Yeah, let us see. You know, let us see. Yeah. I mean, I'm leaving. I'm leaving women out who are really great. Fantasia, but, Fantasia. Fantasia. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I'm just yes. telling y'all, Vivian Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's Junior's girlfriend. Of Man. them all, in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, none of them is the performer that Beyonce is, and that's taking nothing away from these and women. And they'll tell you that too. Great. They all bow down to Beyonce. Yeah, they but, were yeah. all on social media saying all hail to the queen, baby. Did you see Rihanna, uh, Rihanna in the front row jamming <laughs> to be, I loved that. The yeah, total package <laughs> yeah. is, is, is Beyonce. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it in my life, yeah. and I've seen all of them. She's next level. She is. No, she's, she's not she's, human. Yeah. She's stratosphere. She's, <laughs> yeah. a, she's not catchable. Uh-uh. Right. Uh-uh. Yeah. Right. Y'all right. have a great weekend, man. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just going to enjoy Monday. because. Well, I'm going to be working this weekend, and Junior will be back normal tomorrow. <laughs> He's on a walker right yeah. now, though. All right. <laughs> he got have a great in weekend. Here, man. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. All we right, love you. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school. Like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.